free agents and trade targets next on Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter, it's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter, it's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the many free agents that are on this Capitals team and some really tough questions that Brian McClellan is going to have to answer in the offseason. Let's face it, they're not all going to be able to come back to this team. So who stays and who goes? We talk about that in the show. And then we talk about some intriguing trade targets for the Caps. There's a lot of big names swirling out there uh, among some of the talking heads in the NHL community about big name targets that could be coming to the Capitals before the trade deadline or on the trade deadline. We'll talk about it, that in the show. But just to get going, here talking about the free agents that are on this Capitals team. So Brian McClellan, you know, he hasn't, you know, been wasting any time as we know he inked uh, Dylan Strom and Sonny Milano to two new deals, but those are just two players amongst many that um, are going to have to answer, you know, which of these players um, are going to be coming back. And Elliot Freeman was talking about it in his 32 Thoughts podcast. Talking about all the big names on the Capitals that uh, are due for new contracts on the forward front, Marcus Johansson, Connor Sheary, Lars Eller, Garnet Hathaway, and Nicholas Abe-Cubell are all set to hit the market on July 1st. Meanwhile, injured forwards Connor Brown and Carl Hagelin are UFAs at the end of the season as well. Johansson and Sheary have not disappointed this season as both have proven to be vital in adding versatility and secondary scoring to the lineup and they appear the most likely to receive extensions in D.C. as both have fit perfectly with Washington, writes Washington Hockey Now. So wow. Those are some big names on this team. Many of those names that I just listed are are players that are beloved uh, in Washington, and it's going to be uh, tough for Brian McClellan and you know the agents and everything else that's involved about which players ultimately um, are going to return to this team because there is a cap, as we know. And the Caps have to stay under it. And uh, there are some tough questions, most notably on the forward front. Um, are the Caps going to swing for the fences? 
uh, between now and the trade deadline and try to pick up a big score. One of the things that I talked about with Matt Weirich is we talked about there is no real uh, great player of need amongst the forwards, but maybe a player that could score uh, on a more consistent basis. That would be great. Uh, just something to, to jumpstart it. And there are some intriguing names, uh, and we will talk about that a little bit later in the show, but I don't even want to think about this Capitals team uh, without Garnet Hathaway. I mean, another one of the tough guys on the team, uh, similar to a Tom Wilson, an enforcer, if you will, a sandpaper personality. And those players are vital to any team because... If you don't have the likes of a Garnet Hathaway or a Tom Wilson on your team, the other teams uh, in the NHL are just going to push you around. And unless you have someone on your team to answer for that, then it's just going to be pretty difficult uh, to hold your own. And it's not just that. I don't want to kind of paint Garnet Hathaway into the corner as just being a tough guy. He brings um, a lot of intangibles to the game. He is a good goal scorer. Let's face it, that fourth line, that kind of grinding line has seen a lot of production as just being a tough line to play against. But not only that, the chemistry between Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway is really something. So uh, for me, Garnet Hathaway is on the top of my list amongst forwards that I really want to come back to this team. Uh, again, I don't want to even think about this Caps team without Garnet Hathaway. He is uh, definitely uh, one of the top forwards on this team in my assessment. Taking a look at some of the other ones on the forward front as well, Connor Sheary. Uh, another guy that, you know, his produces so much and scores so many goals. And you know, the funny thing is about Connor Sherry is that he is not the biggest man. He's not an intimidating, imposing figure, but he has a great goal scoring touch. And the thing that I like about Connor is that uh, he doesn't have any problem playing on the first line or the fourth line. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have any attitude. He's not a prima donna. He's not like I'm playing on the top line or I'm not playing at all. Uh, just a really solid team player. And team players are the most vital. And uh, Connor Sherry just always contributing. A great goal scorer, a great leader. And uh, not one of the players that I necessarily thought when he first came here you know, just kind of sizing him up based on his size that he was going to be able to contribute and do that much. But uh, Connor Sherry has just killed it on this Capitals team. And uh, another one on that list is Marcus Johansson. Uh, another one that they picked up, Obviously, he was on the Capitals so many years ago, and then he bounced around to five different teams. And then the Capitals picked him back up, uh, re-signed him to a new deal. And at first, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, you know, there's been so many years that have gone on now between the time he played on the Caps before and now. What do they have in him? In him? And how great of a player could he ultimately be? Uh, if he's bounced around to five different teams, but I'm here to say I was proven wrong. I think that Marcus Johansson plays a vital role on this team. He's another guy that has a high hockey IQ. He's got some good chemistry out there with uh, Nick Backstrom and some of the other caps that have been here for so many years. I would try to bring Marcus Johansson back, if at all possible. I understand that uh, you're not gonna, going to be able to bring them all back. I get that, but um, you know, I, I would I would like to have Marcus Johansson back. Um, and, but it's tough, you know. As I look at this list, um, I could see a spot for all of these players that I'm talking about on this team. Nicholas Abe Kubel, a player that came here, released from Toronto, didn't really have a spot uh, on the Maple Leafs, kind of couldn't find his way. First came here. 
you know, I think he was trying to take on that tough guy role because Tom Wilson wasn't playing here and subsequently got suspended shortly after he came to this team. But after his suspension, he has really cleaned up his act and uh, concentrated on what he does best as a playmaker. He's got a tremendous speed, got good wheels, a great skater. Uh, I love everything about Nicholas Abe-Cubel's game. But again, there is going to be some winners and losers. So now, you know, positioning ourselves and switching to a little bit of a different position is the decor. And uh, that is even more intriguing as John Carlson is the only Caps blue liner, blue liner under contract after this season. That is an interesting position for the Caps to be in. Alexiev and Faravari are restricted free agents, but John Carlson is the only player uh, that is under contract. So the Caps have many questions to answer on the blue line. You know, there's some players that I love on the blue line as well. Dmitry Orloff, Eric Gustafson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Martin Faravari, Nick Jensen. There is so many players that, uh, that are out there. Obviously, they're not all, all going to be able to come back. Which ones are going to be able to come back to this team and which ones are going to move on. Tough questions. Uh, I guess, you know, what remains to be seen. We got some runway between now and the end of the season to see which of those players are the cream that are going to rise to the top because John Carlson, we know, and I'm, gr I'm glad that we have him under contract, the number one blue liner uh, for the Capitals right now. The question is now, though, is when is John Carlson going to come back? Is he going to come back? You know, before the end of the season, we really don't know that. There has been no definitive answer. What we know is that he skated a little bit at MedStar Ice Complex, and then they said he was going to be reevaluated in February. So it's not leaning towards he's coming back anytime real soon. So it is a tough position uh, for the Caps, Blue Line, and who's ultimately going to be coming back because it is, it's a tough position um, and we, we, we need John Carlson back out there. There are other blue liners that have stepped up. Of course, Eric Gustafson, you know, kind of, uh, you know, went way beyond my expectation for him and has done a great job both offensively and defensively. And uh, also recently, Trevor Van Riemsdyk also stepping up. So some tough questions uh, with the forwards and the defense there. Um, and, you know, it's like I say, there is some time between now and the end of the season to kind of uh, determine uh, what kind of player they're going to be. I ultimately am in the belief that Lars Eller played, um, you know, this is his last uh, season in Washington. I do not see Lars Eller coming back despite his great play as of late, uh, you know, the face off, that kind of thing. I just don't see him coming back. I mean, he is, this is the last year of his deal and there's too many other depth uh, players that could take his spot. I think that ultimately Connor McMichael uh, would be a good person that comes to mind that could potentially uh, fill Lars Eller's spot amongst other ones, but he is the one that comes to mind. So some, you know, big questions coming ahead uh, for the forwards and the defense. Brian McClellan and company are going to have some difficult decisions to make. That is for sure. Because as we head towards the end of the season, we want to make sure uh, that we are in the best position, the Capitals, that is, uh, to make a really good push into the postseason. All right, so after the break here, we are going to spitball. We are going to pontificate. We are going to spin the wheel 
of free agents and see which players are going to come to this team. Trade targets, that is. Uh, free agents possibly in the offseason, but trade targets. What are some of the br- biggest name trade targets out there and are any of them destined to come to Washington? We'll talk about that next. You're the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make on betting sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And one of the things I like about FanDuel is even if you're not a fan of sports in particular or the particular game that you're watching, if you have money on the game, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about some trade targets, potential trade targets for the Caps. Uh, There are many of them out there, and... um, You know, I know that they're not all going, you know, there's, I don't know what the chance of any of these players coming to this team, but it's fun to think about. And uh, these are some of the players that Elliot Friedman has spoke of in this article. I'm going to talk to you about here. The hockey writers thought it's a possibility. Some of the insiders uh, in the NHL think that these are potential uh, targets for the Caps. And the first one on the list is Brock Besser. Um, and Brock Besser, where would he fit in uh, for the Caps? So Besser is a 25-year-old right-handed winger from Burnsville, Minnesota. Again, this is what I'm talking about. Maybe a potential uh, score to come here. Maybe someone that can add uh, some you know, scoring touch. His career high of 56 points came during the 2018-2019 season when he scored 26 goals and added 30 assists in 69 games through 365 career games. He has 130 goals and 156 assists for 286 points. So that is not too bad, you know, but the the thing is, is where is he going to fit in for the Capitals and what would it cost the Capitals? There isn't expected to be a huge return in any trade for Besser. The Capitals may be able to dump Lars Eller or Anthony Mantha or both in a deal with the Canucks. A trade like this would be yet another swap that sees assets changing teams in an attempt to give them all fresh starts. Uh, I guess I don't agree with that assessment. I don't think 
that the Canucks are going to want to trade Besser for uh, Eller and Mantha. Hey, if they want to do it, I'm all in. The Canucks may be willing to retain salary in order to get a trade completed. The 6.65 million cap hit he holds is a little pricey going past this season, especially with the recent Dylan Strom extension, but it's something the Caps should be willing to work. Uh, moving out a few players in effort to keep Besser around should be one of their main priorities going into the offseason if they end up pulling the trigger. In the end, I think acquiring Besser with salary retention in exchange for Mantha makes sense. The Canucks don't value Besser as much as they should, and his scoring is something they'll miss. With that being said, the Caps need to take advantage before the Canucks realize they're making a mistake. He is an extremely skilled player that is being underutilized in Vancouver and will flourish in Washington. Uh, that was the assessment of the hockey writers they were talking about that. So is Brock Besser a good fit on the Caps. Potentially, if you take a look at him, he was a first-round selection in the 2015 NHL entry draft, taken 23rd overall by the Canucks. Um, so I do think that, of course, I mean, if we could, you know, get some kind of deal like that going together, I love that deal. Um, but is it ultimately in reach? Uh, in his draft year, he played in the United States Hockey League with the Waterloo Blackhawks, where he scored 35 goals and added 33 assists in 68 games uh, through uh, 68 points through 57 games. After being drafted, he played for two seasons in the NCAA in the University of North Dakota, where he uh, was through played 74 games. He was able to score 43 goals and add 51 assists for 94 points, even being named the alternate captain during the 16-17 season. So he is a guy that can score goals. He is a guy that has leadership qualities. I guess that checks off a lot of boxes out there, doesn't it? Is he going to have a spot on the Caps? Would the Caps be willing to trade Eller and Mantha? For him, I, I mean, honestly, of course, I think I would send him out today if we could trade uh, Eller and Mantha to get Brock Besser. Of course, I would do that. But is that in the cards? The Caps are, in fact, looking for uh, another forward that can score goals on a consistent basis. Would I be in on a Brock Besser trade? Absolutely. Sign me up. What do I got to do? I think that that would be a good fit on the Capitals, of course. Um, the next one on the list, as we take a look on the blue line, is Jacob Chikorin. Um, And, you know, we do know that the Caps need help on the blue line. What I talked about in the first segment, John Carlson is the only blue liner under contract after this season. Could a player like Jacob Chikorin help out this team, you better believe it. The Washington Caps' biggest issue right now is on the back end where they have struggled to find strong enough depth to make a solid run in recent years. One of the biggest names involved in trade rumors in Arizona Coyotes blue liner is Jacob Chikrin. His name has been thrown around a couple of seasons, seasons now, and it seems to be a matter of time before he's moved. The article will dive into the positives of trading for him. So why? Why would the Caps want Jacob Chikrin on their team? Chikrin is a 24-year-old left-handed uh, defenseman from Boca Raton, Florida, currently playing for the Coyotes. He was selected in the first round in the 20. 
2016 NHL entry draft by the Coyotes at 16th overall. He was able to make the NHL roster in the 16-17 season, whereas a rookie, he scored seven goals and added 13 assists for 20 points through 68 games. He is currently in seventh season with the Coyotes and has a career high of 41 points. Uh, which he achieved during the 2021 season through 56 games. Through his 371 career games, he has 58 goals and 109 assists for 167 points. So the question, what would the Capitals have to give up to get someone like Jacob Chikrin, a good blue liner? We all know the Caps need a blue liner. The asking price for Jacob Chikrin has been high. The Caps would likely have to part with a, a strong NHL-ready young player or two. A few names on the chopping block could be Connor McMichael, Alexi Protus or Hendrick Slop here. They would also have to toss in a veteran and a couple draft picks. Okay, timeout X, X, X. I am not about this trade at all. Am I about getting Jacob Chikrin if that meant giving up Connor McMichael? No. If that meant giving up Alexi Protus? No. I, despite the fact that he's kind of been, you know, jumping up and down between Hershey and, and Washington, no. I don't want to move on from him. And Hendrick Slop here, absolutely not. I am against this deal. If that's the asking price, I'm moving on. I'm going to see what my other options are. And I know what I talk about in this podcast. I get it that, you know, and I've spoke of it and I've said it as well. You're going to have to give up someone big if you're going to get someone big. But I am uh, categorically against, uh, you know, moving on from Connor McMichael and Hen Hendrick Slop here, two of the crown jewels in the Washington Capitals organization. Absolutely not. If this doesn't harken back to the Philip Forsberg deal, I don't know what does. And I understand that Jacob Chikrin is a far better player than Martin Erat is. I get that. But the Caps fans to this day still talk about moving on from Philip Forsberg and what he went on to do in Nashville. I am absolutely against this, uh, this deal. So if, you know, this ever came to fruition, I, you know, I would put my stamp on, I am against this. Caps fans, you should be against this deal. Would I love J Jacob Chickern on this team? Absolutely. For that asking price, Heck no. The veteran they could toss in to make the money work would ideally be Lars Eller or Marcus Johansson. The most likely trade would be the Capitals acquiring Chikrin in exchange for Eller, Johansson, McMichael, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick. Okay, this is just getting ridiculous. I cannot read any more of that. That is, that's a horrible deal. If the Caps ever made a deal like that, no, I'm I'm totally against that. And you, uh, as Caps fans, should be against that as well. This is what we're talking about this this time of season. You know, spitballing, throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks. I'm telling you, that's not sticking. It's not sticking for me as a Caps fan. It shouldn't be sticking to the wall for you. I know the Caps are desperate to get some help on the blue line, uh, being that we know that they're not all going to come back. But when it comes down to deals like that, that is a hard pass. Absolutely not. I am against that move. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. As we know, this is the all-star break and the Caps next game isn't again until against Boston. So we have time to talk about some of these crazy names that are linked to the Capitals and the possibilities out there. But for me, that one, absolutely not hard pass. All right, so after the break, we are going to talk about another trade target. Who could I be talking about? You'll find out after the break.
Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You gotta try a Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but they have taste great while still maintaining amazing macros. And we've spoke about for years how you can get these at Built.com, but now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. It makes it that much easier. So that's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bar. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about another trade target. Yes, there are a lot of targets that are spoke of, and this one is the most intriguing of them. All of the ones I've spoke of this evening, Alex Debrinkit. We know that his long career uh, kind of goes back. You know, if you remember how he was on the Chicago Blackhawks, and we don't know what's going on with the Blackhawks. They moved on from Dylan Strome. It seems to be like a dumpster fire, ultimately, I think that the Chicago Blackhawks are trying to get in on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. That's my taking take on it. Looking at some superstars that could potentially be on the move, it's hard for me not to think about Ottawa Senators forward Alex DeBrinket after being acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks in the offseason or excuse me, acquired from the Blackhawks in the offseason, he has continued to prove why he is an offensive threat that any team in the league would love to have. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit where would Alex Debrinket fit in. Debrinket is a 25-year-old right shot winger um, currently um, uh, playing for the Senators. He was drafted in the 2016 NHL entry draft by the Blackhawks in the second round at 39th overall. His rookie season was in 2017-18 where he was able to easily transfer his offensive touch to the NHL, scoring 28 goals and adding 24 assists for in 52 game, uh, 52 points in 82 games. This season with the Senators, he has 17 goals and 24 assists for 41 points through 50 games, good enough for fifth in team scoring. That's 418 total games in his career. He has scored 177 goals and added 171 assists for 348 points. Of course, Debrinket is one of those names that you've heard. If you follow the NHL in general, you've heard the name Alex Debrinket. Um, he killed it with the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, they moved on from him for Lord knows what reason. Again, I think they're trying to tank. I know they say they, that doesn't happen, but it does. Um, and I ultimately think that they are trying to get in on the, on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. I could be wrong, but that's my take on it. Um, Debrinket played his ju uh, junior career alongside a few other NHL stars, including Connor McMichael, or excuse me, Connor McDavid and Dylan Strome. 
uh, with uh, Erie Otter uh, of the Ontario Hockey League. He played three seasons with the Otters, each of which he had at least 100 points. His first season in 14-15 was a 51-goal, 53 assists, showing through 68 games. In his second season, he played eight fewer games, but still scored 51 goals and added 50 assists. I like this. I could see Alex Dabrinkit uh, being on this team playing with the likes of Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, are you kidding me? If there's anyone at any point that's going to give Alex Ovechkin a run for his money uh, as far as chasing after Wayne Gretzky's record uh, is Connor McDavid. Do I think that Connor McDavid is going to catch Ovechkin uh, or Gretzky? I'm not so sure, but what I saw in him, and you know, if you take a look at his stats, he is one heck of a player, one of the best in the NHL, I've got to say. Anyway, to play with the likes of Connor McDavid and Dylan Strom, uh, just a good uh, pedigree and a good group of players to play with there. Even when uh, Dabrinkit was young, he was able to stand out as an offensive powerhouse. He easily transferred his game from the OHL to the NHL. So now the question, the question at hand, of course, is what would the Capitals have to give up to get Dabrinkit on this team? Dabrinkit was traded to the Senators before the 2022 NHL draft in exchange for the 7th overall and 39th overall picks in the 2022 draft, along with a 3rd round pick in the 2024 NHL entry draft. It's safe to say his value hasn't lessened, so it would... Uh, so it would still cost a lot to bring a young guy that's about to hit his prime to this team. So, you know, you're, you're going to have to brace for it. It's not going to be good. The only advantage the Caps may have is that his contract expires at the conclusion of this season. If the Sens feel they're unable to re-sign him, they could try to move him uh, for whatever they can get. So let's talk about what it would entail. And you're not going to like this. I'm just going to be honest with you. His $6.4 million cap is tough to work around, but a fair value for his skill. He is a pending restricted free agent, an RFA. That means the Sens get the right to, to first refusal. With a qualifying offer of $9 million to make the money work and keep it realistic, I can see the Caps giving up Anthony Mantha, Connor McMichael, a second-round pick in 2023, and a seventh round draft pick in 2023. Again, not nuts about it. Um, moving on from Anthony Mantha, I'm fine. I am not ultimately um, okay with moving on from Connor McMichael. Again, I still think that he has that potential to to one day be a star on this Caps team. And, you know, I do not want to go down that road where I see him playing on the Senators or playing on one of the other teams, you know, that were with that we made a trade on the Coyotes, uh, and just see him just killing it out there and thinking, what did we do? Why did we give up Connor McMichael, a guy that we ultimately know at some point is going to be a really great hockey player? Why did we do it? Um, and it's one of the things that I think the Caps are going to have to kind of rein themselves in. I know it's easy to get drawn into these sexy hockey names, right? But to avoid that temptation for depleting the farm once again. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I'm talking about. I am a hard pass on anyone that means training, co trading Connor McMichael, Hendricks Lapierre, some of those marquee names down in Hershey, uh, in the in the farm system, if you will, I am against that uh, at all costs. So, 
I understand, and I understand how trades work. You've got to give up something to get something, but I am against those kind of deals. Uh, so if I think the, the Caps are going to do it, I would have them part with a, a player that's on this team, uh, even if they have to bundle you know, a few of them up. Uh, that's what I'm all about. You know, Who am I going to, uh, to part with? It's a really tough question for me to answer right now. Lars Eller, Anthony Mantha, I would be okay with moving on from them. Marcus Johansson, not nuts about it, but I would be able to move on from Marcus Johansson. As we take a look down that list even a little bit further, what are some other players uh, that you would be willing to part with to, to further the good of the team? Um, if I, you know, you twisted my arm, I guess I would say I would give up Alexi Protus over Connor McMichael. Um, you know, obviously Nicholas Abe Cubell, uh, that kind of thing. If on the blue line, I would be willing to give up Nick Jensen. I would be willing to, if I had to, you know, twist my arm and do it, I would be willing to give up Trevor Van Riemsdyke, uh, something like that. Obviously, these are players that I like, but you're going to have to give up some players of value if you're going to get a big marquee name like that. Again, I'm not saying I want Trevor Van Riemsdyke to move on or Alexi Protus, but I'm saying if I have to choose... Gun to my head, those are the decisions that I'm going to make. I do not want to move on from Connor McMichael or Hendrick Slop here, no matter what is at stake. Um, I know what you're going to say. Well, how about if it was Connor McDavid? Just stop coming at me because that's not a realistic possibility. What I'm saying is, I don't want to move on from them. The Caps have been bitten doing that too many times in the past. I'm against it. Um, but those are some intriguing names that I talked about tonight, isn't it? Chickering coming to this team, Brock Besser and Alex Debrinkit. Um, do I think they're going to come to the Capitals? Ultimately, I don't, but this is fodder for things to talk about during this All-Star break. Um, and is it possible? You know, I've, you know, sometimes things have come out of left field and surprised me too. I'm a fan at the end of the day. I do, I'm not in the cockpit of Brian McClellan's brain. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what possibilities there are out there. The only thing that I've been drilled into my head from everyone that I've spoke of is there's not going to be a tear it down to the studs rebuild while Ovi's on the lineup. That much I know. So, I don't see any wholesale changes uh, while Ovi's on this team. I do think, you know, it's going to be similar to a Strom, a Sonny Milano, something like that. Not these big boom names like Debrinkit and, and Chikorin, you know, or, you know, even Chikorin's not in, a, a, you know, a marquee name, but he's still a name that you recognize around the league. So that's my take on this. The Caps uh, should make moves if, you know, it's the right move, but don't sell the farm to get a player that could be a rental. I'm against it. I ultimately don't know if this Caps team has enough in the tank, even if they did make a move like that to win a cup this year. Not saying they're not going to. I'm just kind of, you know, sticking my you know, finger into the air and kind of reading the tea leaves and kind of seeing the inconsistent play. It's possible. I'm just saying I wouldn't sell the farm for a team that, you know, might not win a cup this year. Anyway, that's my take on it. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.